and thank you to listening to Her Story Podcast. H-E-R, HER, is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient, and this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone, but when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. Magnificent morning, folks. It is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. As always, it is a pleasure to share the stories of phenomenal women across the country. Her Story is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And for the past two years, we have been highlighting women who are bosses, who are entrepreneurs, who are storytellers, who are philanthropists, who are just bosses and leaders in their very own right. And this morning... I'm excited again because this is a very special partnership. For the past year, you know, Her Story Podcast has been in partnership with the HBCU Experience Movement LLC. And today, this episode is in partnership with She Is Magazine, and we will highlight the first ever HBCU Band Edition book, the HBCU Experience the HBCU Band Alumni Edition. So look, if you are tired of me saying HBCU, you will hear it throughout this entire interview. Um, you know, I am a proud alumni of the Southern University A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. In fact, this weekend is our Bayou Classic. It's not our traditional Bayou Classic due to COVID-19. We're in Shreveport, Louisiana this weekend rather than New Orleans. But a little historical context and fun fact, the Bayou Classic originally was in Shreveport before it moved to New Orleans, okay? So we're taking it home this past weekend. But to say the least, I again am so excited that we are able to share the story of a phenomenal woman, Miss Latoya Brooks, who is a native of Atlanta, Georgia, where she has served as a certified performing arts educator with 20 plus years of experience working with and coaching youth and young adults. She earned a BA in music from Clark Atlanta University and an MS in music education from Tennessee State University. As an undergrad student at CAU, she served as clarinet section leader, drum major, and student director of the Mighty Marching Panther Band. And while at TSU, she served as a graduate assistant for the aristocrat of bands. LaToya has taught multiple disciplines from band to chorus to drama on every level. Her story podcast, without any further ado, Miss LaToya Brooks, good morning. How are you? Well, I'm great after that introduction. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. And, you know, again, this morning, I want to learn more about you, LaToya. I know that you are doing amazing things. I know that you are still connected to the band and still connected to the university. So in your own words, just tell folks a little bit who you are, even outside of that bio. Okay. Well, um, right now, I'm a momager of three beautiful daughters. Um, I actually left public education at the start of this year 
it wasn't necessarily due to COVID, but because I was the music educator for the entire school, I was asked to go in and out and kind of put myself at risk. So I took this opportunity to focus on my children and their career. Um, so since I've been, a, I've been a momager for about four years now, um, and under my direction, my daughters have experienced success in the entertainment industry on uh, in feature films and on series regular on Nickelodeon. And right now I'm actually in New York because my oldest daughter is filming a movie. So my education has kind of paused for just a second to focus on them. Um, but while I am serving as momager for my daughters, I've also started a business where I can continue to serve youth and young adults um, called the Brooks Arts Collective. Um, and right now under the Brooks Arts Collective, I teach a course for parents who want to get their kids in the industry. So aside from all of that, I'm still kind of doing some form of education, but on a, a different level. Yes, love it, love it. Momager, multifaceted, involved in various projects. <laughs> and, you know, sharing your story, it's, it's necessary, right? It's necessary to empower and yeah. motivate other women. It's necessary that women can know that when you are a mother and when you are a parent, that you are still able to balance and do different things and touch various people's lives. So thank you so much for highlighting that. And now I want to get into that HBCU experience, how that has shaped and molded you into the momager that you are, into the multifaceted woman that you are. So I have to ask, was an HBCU your first choice? If so, please share why. Well, um, I went to... Um a high school in Atlanta that was HB or our marketing style was based on the HBCU experience. So I honestly didn't know anything else. Um, I did apply to one PWI simply because of the major, I, I heard about their music program and it was interesting to me at the time, but I knew that I wanted to march in an HBCU band. So almost all of the, that I applied for were HBCUs. So yes, technically, um, my top five were all HBCUs. Yes, yes. Shout out to the HBCUs. You know, now we're finally getting the um, the the highlight of how important it is to attend an HBCU, right? Many people think that going to, to an HBCU, there is no diversity. And I'm like, have you gone to an HBCU? <laughs> you know, we are yeah. all may have the same skin tone, but black people are very multifaceted within themselves, within our, within our culture, throughout various places throughout the country. And then an HBCU, it, it not just strictly folks of African-American descent is various people of color. So it's, you know, it's so exciting when people are able to share their experiences yep. and really, you know, center on the importance of a family. I have not had that sense of family and network um, without before, you know, before attending Southern University. I went to a predominantly white school from preschool to 12th grade. So when I stepped on the yard, you know, as we say on the yard, yeah. <laughs> it was a different experience. And so I have to ask you again, when we look at that HBCU experience, you know, why the band? What At what age were you introduced to music and became musically inclined? Uh, my entire family is in music. Uh, so I was raised, I was born into a musical family. We had to learn how to play the piano at a, by a certain age. Everybody sang. 
we were rooted in the church um, and my grandma played the organ. My dad, uh, my granddad was a deacon. Like, so that, that's all I knew when I was growing up. Um, but I hit third grade and third grade was when you can join the band. So I had a family, a friend of the family passed down a clarinet. And it was over from then. I was <laughs> I've been in the band since third grade, um, and it was just that's that's what I was destined to do. Like I don't know how to do anything outside. Well, I do a lot of stuff outside of music, obviously, but that is the root of a lot of the things that I do because it was instilled in me at such a young age. So being in the band was there was no way around it. By the time I got to college, it was just that's that has to happen um and being in the band in college paid for me to be in college so <laughs> i didn't pay a dime because right. of my instrument you know so, so there definitely there was no other way you know there was no other way no other way <laughs> <laughs> and you know you know what most people don't know you know, outside of, um, you know, those who, those who don't attend HBCUs in many instances, you know, women are outnumbered in the band. So, you know, how did that experience shape you to break barriers, you know, in other industries throughout your life? Because you already stated that music pretty much laid the foundation for many things. So can you just go into full detail how that experience shaped you in other barriers throughout your life? Yeah. I, my chap, my contribution to the HBCU band experience, um, book, my chapter talks about specifics on the lessons that I've learned. Everything that I do now probably stemmed from my experience in the band, just like time management. Um, and I, even though I'm not working full-time in education, I was a full-time mom, full-time educator, a full-time wife, you know, I had all of this stuff on my plate, but had I not had that experience in the band where you have, you have to balance when you're going to eat, you're going to have to balance classes. And as a music major, I had way more classes on my schedule than everybody else because music classes are only worth like one or two credits, you oh, know. Wow. Um, so we had like 10 classes versus everybody else's three or four. So you're balancing all of these things and you have to get it done. Plus practice your music, plus memorize it and be there on time, you know. So I that prepared me for the time management. I know people always ask to this day, like, how do you do all that stuff? I was like, well, honestly, I don't know, but I know that's where it stemmed from. I've always done a ton of things. Um, and a lot of this stuff, my, I call my band directors, like my, my band dads, like they help make me the person that I am today as well. Uh, so a lot of the stuff they instilled in me, I use with my own kids or my own students in my personal life, you know, because it's, it's life lessons that you learn from being in the band. And I continue to share that with other people as much as I possibly can. Yes, those life lessons will definitely, um, you know, shape who you are as an individual and throughout your adulthood. I will definitely say high school mm -hmm. kind of laid that foundation for me. I was uh, on a competition dance team went to Orlando, Florida every year. So, you know, like bring it on with the cheerle cheerleaders. We were the dance mm -hmm. team edition and we were in the top four in the country each year. Matter of fact, my freshman year, we came out number one. And so that kind of set the standard. Mm -hmm. But what I learned within that process was 
hard work and dedication definitely pays off, right? Like we practice from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturdays, would leave. So we were Catholic. We went to mass that evening. Every day after uh, after class, it was like 3 to 7.30. But, and, you know, we prayed probably j- even longer than we practiced, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all of those things kind of shaped me into who I am and just finding that foundation. So it's, very important that you set these practices at a young age and you know it'll it'll lead you and direct you again throughout your life so thank you so much for sharing that and you know what advice would you give to other young women who are interested in music and an hbcu band experience um go, go for it and push through it um i i will say that when i started in the hbcu band experience it was it was starting to women were starting to kind of I won't say take over but like we were definitely more present by the time I got there than they had been you know back when bands first started it was the women probably weren't in it, accepted at all you know mm-hmm. um because they were military bands so it was just mostly men um so by the time I got there we were even in there it was more girls and I know I was not the first female drum major at CAU but I was one of very few uh so it was a big deal that they had a a girl drum major so it's possible you know and you gotta kind of push through those stereotypes I know one thing from being a drum major was I got to be as good as the guys or I got to be as strong as the guys or I got to work just as hard as the guy. And when I did it, I was like, no, I just got to work hard. You know, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. Uh, Like I I can't compare myself to somebody else, male or female. I just got to do the best that I could possibly do. And I'm enough. You know what I mean? Um, That was a, a big lesson I learned. Um, being drum major as well that I still carry with me to this day. Like, I'm good enough. You know, if I wasn't, I wouldn't have been picked. So exactly. I would just tell girls, you you are enough. You know, you work hard. You push through. Don't try to compare yourself to somebody else. You are where you're supposed to be, you know. So, yes. Yeah, you I hope com- I answered the question. No, you, you did. <laughs> you did. And, you know, comparison comparison literally kills, you know, and... um. That is, it's, it's a song, it's a gospel hymn that I listen to that focuses on comparison, comparison kills. And you have to be your own person, be your own person and be the mm-hmm. best you. And that is the best advice that you could give any young lady who is interested. So I really hope that they take in and heed on that advice that you gave. And sharing your overall experiences, I really appreciate, you know, how you're just so open and transparent about how these things have literally shaped you. And so when we think about the band and we think about that HBCU experience, like I always tell people like, look, when we go to the, to the games, it's about the band. Yeah. We love our football team. It's about the band. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, my, my feelings were hurt this weekend because due to COVID um, for the Bayou Classic Southern and Grambling, the bands are not playing. I'm just like, look, look, COVID, Ooh. like you know, <laughs> we we need to see some change uh, within within um, yeah. next fall, right? Because we're having this spring football season right now, just to kind of to weigh things over because we weren't able to have one 
last fall but now looking at the upcoming fall football season i'm like oh i really do hope that we can have the band and there's another uh bio plastic in november but to say the least you know within when you think about rivalry rivalries and things of that nature again when i'm thinking about southern grambling i'm thinking about southern and j state you're thinking about clark atlanta all of these different hbcus it is focused on the band so can you just tell us more about why the band is so instrumental to that hbcu experience yeah so um it's funny because and i know we're talking about hbcus but like a lot of non-hbcu band experiences the halftime is where you get to go get snacks you go (laughs) take a breath like even the bands kind of they put on their show or whatever but it's probably not as entertaining i don't know if that's politically correct but that's normally the time when people take their break you know what i mean we hbcu bands are trained to put on a show like we're trained to entertain and granted the music is going to be good but it's not just the music that we're providing it's it's the the chant it's the energy it's the not just the support for the team either you know what i'm saying we we I, I, my, my specific experience at CAU, I don't even remember watching the game most of the time. It was a whole experience in the stands for us. You know what I mean? Because we just truly enjoyed what we were doing and that the music that we played or the things that we provided for the crowd, like we, we were there to make sure you enjoyed yourself. So the, the music was just a bonus. <laughs> you yes, know what I mean? The yes. chanting and everything else and the dances and the interaction with the crowd. It, it's a full experience. So I can't imagine somebody coming to those games and not watching the band the whole time. Honestly, I felt like even when I was just in the clarinet section, little old me in the middle of a line that nobody could probably see, I felt like it was my job to entertain everybody, you know, and that's how everybody in the band felt. Like, we don't want you to go and go get snacks. We want you to feel like you're going to miss something. Right, right. You know? <laughs> and, you know, and that's definitely, again, that's the mentality that we have when um, watching any HBCU game. It's a, it's about the band. I'm not going anywhere for halftime. Like, I'm literally looking at right. the clock like, when is halftime? Oh, my God, when is halftime? Right. <laughs> So it's like, you know, that first uh, that first quarter, look, that's when I'm getting all my snacks and my drinks. So I, for halftime, uh-huh. I can focus on the entertainment, on the band. And so right. even with all of that, you also are actively involved in, you know, creating your own lane, your own business. Again, you said you're a momager, your daughter on a series on Nickelodeon I think this this is phenomenal you know it's it's really phenomenal especially <laughs> as a black woman and young black um children and representation and all of those things so um you also have your own business the Brooks Arts Collective BAC can you just give more <laughs> details about that I know it's it's centered on youth and young adults and mentorship is so important within this day and age so give us a little bit more information about your company so basically, I just, um, I can't sit still. And that's where it started. I knew that I wasn't supposed to be in the building this year in public education, but I couldn't just sit at home and not do anything. And granted, being a mom full time, especially with all the kids being at home learning virtually, 
it that's a full-time job. So I was technically doing something, but like I mentioned before, I've never just not had a whole lot on my plate and I don't intentionally try to add to it, but I just feel like I should be doing something. I should be working towards something. Um, and I truly just miss education. I miss teaching kids music, um, seeing them start from one point and then by the time they're done with me, they're seeing their growth and development. Like that is my passion, um, specifically through the arts. So I was trying to figure out ways where I could still teach or still help kids or do something um, with, while I'm sitting at home. And so um, quite a few people had reached out to me. So like I said, my daughter was on Nickelodeon. And so people were like, well, how do I get my kids started? How do I do? What do I do? And I was like, you know what? I should teach a course. There's a teaching part again. Um, so now <laughs> I'm helping parents help their children. So I've put together a four-week course called Steps to Stardom, and it's um, under the uh, Brooks Arts Collective umbrella. But um, it's a Steps to Stardom course. It's four weeks, and I literally just take you through each individual step, a lot of the things that I went through to help put my daughters in the right place to be successful in the industry. And I'm very, like you mentioned, the, the transparency. I'm very transparent, very blunt. And I felt like the industry was missing that. Like people don't come up and tell you the real. They wait till you fall on your face right. and then be like, oh, you should have done this. You know, I'm not that kind of person. You know, I, I want to help people so your kid can be just as successful. Um, so I started the course and it kind of took off. You know, <laughs> it was like a lot of people really want to get their kids started. So I have the course going. And then my husband and I want to expand to like the music side of it, um, of the industry, like helping people figure out how to put their musical projects out and vocal lessons or instrumental lessons and things like that. So we want to expand the company eventually. Um, but that's about it. You know, just any way that we can continue to serve. My husband's a band director, actually, so he's doing that full time. But we just that's our ministry you know that's what we we do regularly we help you the young adults through performing arts so the business it was only right to start a business that does the same thing right and and you know what um latoya i love how humble you are you know you are a very humble individual Aww. you know you're like that's about it like you know like you just did a little one two like you are doing <laughs> amazing things and helping so many young people and helping so many parents and i think it's so important because you know how often you see like the empowerment brunches and centering and uplifting women and children and things like that. But people aren't teaching the processes. People aren't providing mm -hmm. these resources to actually help people leverage their vision and their dream and giving them the steps and the experiences. That is critical if we want to see success. That's critical if we want to see more young folks, more black and brown folks being involved mm -hmm. in all of these things. So Thank both you and your husband for doing the, the amazing things that you are doing. So um, is there any involvement with Clark Atlanta right now or just with the band right now? Like, how are you still connected to your university? That's funny. I just did. They're doing an, an alumni speaker series where they bring in band alumni who are 
successful or want to come back and talk to the classes or to the band students through Zoom. So I just did that like a couple of weeks ago. Um, but literally anything the band needs, they call me and I know I will be, I'll be there. Like I was a guest speaker for their band banquet last year. Um, they need me to come and they needed me to come and run a rehearsal. I'd be there to run a rehearsal. You know, I just, um, financially, we ain't like really balling out of control like that yet, mm-hmm. but it's coming. <laughs> um, so I have to, <laughs> I have to kind of serve where I can, but like I, they know, um, anything that they need that I can help with they call me for it and know that I'll be there I love it so keeping wherever that, I can help yeah. <laughs> keeping that connection keeping that connection that's where it's yeah. so important you know when I think about my connection with Southern University um, I'm always looking for different ways to get Southern involved with you know just different lanes you know di- different initiatives uh, I do a lot of policy mm-hmm. and advocacy work Throughout the state, you know, just, again, Mm -hmm. centering BIPOC communities, fighting for different policies to help us, increasing voter engagement. So, you know, I partnered with Southern with my organization, the Power Coalition, with doing, you know, SU votes to make sure that the students are engaged with the elections and, you know, making sure that Southern is connected to different partnerships so they can get those coins, you know, because, you know, we we need to invest. We need to focus on alumni giving and all these things. So thank you again for your contributions to your uh, alma mater. And if there is any way that folks want to learn more about you with your company, with your different courses, you know, just keeping up with the things that you're doing as a momager and connected to um, your HBCU, what are your social media handles? How can people reach you? Definitely. Um, IG and Facebook at Brooks Art Collective, all one word. Yes, yes. You heard it. Brooke Arts Collective. So again, Latoya, thank you so much for your time. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. You are welcome. And so audience in closing, always remember your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar situations. You don't have to be discouraged or ashamed to share your story because you are a victor. You are a winner and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life. So if you are empowered, uplifted, encouraged, motivated in any way, please tell a friend to tell a friend her story podcast is available on soundcloud on apple Podcasts, on google play follow me on ig at her story underscore podcast and on facebook as her story podcast again this is jay jameson and